Hey, Dinks! Welcome to Dennis in the Know. This is your backstage pass for current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. With me is Dr. Jennifer Bell. You know her as JB and Dr. Chad Duplantis. We are all practicing dentists, we are all educators, and we are all business owners. Our job is to bring all of you in the know. It is the first Wednesday of May. In fact, May the 4th it is. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do that. May the 4th be with you. Okay, no, now you all officially know that I am a Star Wars nerd. Well done. Yes, I thought that was kind of cool. I did not even tell JB I was going to no. do that. But you know oh, most importantly... It's hump day, JB. It's my favorite day. Meaning that it's time for Happy Hour with Dennis in the Know. This is your backstage look at current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. It's live, and it's over a cocktail. Cheers, my lady. Cheers, my my sir, my (laughs) You didn't even know how to come back to that. No, what is it, my liege? I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. My co-hosts are Dr. Jennifer Bell, otherwise known as JB. And of course, Chatty Duplantis is on the road again, traveling tonight. He'll be back with us again next week. But regardless, we're going to have some great fun. We're going to have some great education. You guys know the routine. All of us are practicing dentists. We're all educators. We're all business owners. And our job is to bring all of you in the know. Uh, Tonight, I do want to mention that our show is brought to you by our educational partners at Q-Optics. So cheers to Q-Optics. Cheers Cheers. to you, JB. You know, I I received my first pair of Q-Optics only two weeks ago. And as a backstory, I have been a long subscriber to a different pair of loops and light. In fact, since I graduated from dental school, so I've used a similar light loop combination for 14, 15 years. So obviously I was slightly skeptical about switching my armamentarium to something that I wasn't super familiar with, but thus far I'm two weeks in and I wanted to do a fair review for the product because I don't think you can really tell from the first day you put them on in, in comparison. The one thing I noticed out the gate was just how freaking clear those magnifiers are compared to the other ones I had. Like there's, there is zero comparison in how clear and I've used multiple loops now and, and um, from a similar brand, but multiple loops. I've not seen anything that sharp or that crisp in any of the loops that I've used. But oddly enough, the thing that I absolutely love the most is the light. And I know that's not what, They probably want me promoting, but I have used a light combo on my loops because we don't do over over the chair mounted lights in our operatories when we built our practice. Uh, So you don't have any at all. We only have one and that's just for temps, temp hygiene that comes in. Wow. Not not any. I mean, we only bought the one because we realized that was an Achilles heel for anybody that came in to help us out. 
And if they come and help us out on a routine basis, we end up buying them loops because we just need them to be flexible. Oh, but what happened? Uh, and I'm sorry to interrupt what no, you were saying, please. but and this is interesting to me because you know we're we're building this new office now, and I am putting overhead lights in all the rooms still. Why? Because if somebody's light goes out, what do you do? How often does your light go out? You know, I mean, sometimes you leave your loops down on a so, desk somewhere or. Yeah, well, just you have backup batteries me. or whatever. Yeah. The backup batteries solve that problem. And then, like all my team members, we equipped my assistants and my dental hygienists have loops, loops and light to do their job. So they're responsible for keeping their batteries charged. They all have their own backup batteries. Um, it's part of their employment relationship with us. The dental assistants don't, some of them have loops. Some of them just have safety glasses with a light mounted on them and they can use that just fine. Plus we have the isolite, which also provides a fair amount of light and illumination. Yeah. So we just wanted to save on the six or $8,000 chair mounted light. Plus it's just, there's so much in the room. Like when you have to manage all the different arms and the you know, this is my own personal opinion, but I think one, I like head mounted illumination better than I like chair mounted. It's oh, I, there's no doubt. I do too. So then you just have to equip your equip your office with the things they need to be able to make that conversion. And you can buy six loop lights for the cost of one chair mounted light. Fair. No, I mean, this is a good so, conversation. I just, but we still had to have one because there'll always be somebody who needs a light. And so I just we, couldn't bring myself to not do it. I was just like, I know. Just, what about that time? And, and you know, look, you know, me, I, I might know. take my loops off just because right. I did a long procedure and I just want them off for a few I'm minutes. Tired. And walk yeah. in the room. I, I don't know. It's what a good conversation, though. I'd love to find out how many dentists that are now equipping offices are actually just scrubbing the overhead light. I think now, your mouth. I don't like them on the chair. I would only do it as a ceiling mount you, light. But like TV, I, I, we have our TVs on a ceiling mount, like a swivel yeah. um, ceiling mount. Well, you could put anything on the ceiling. Oh, I know, but you can't put everything on the ceiling. That's well, you can put count. everything on the ceiling. Kind of like what Lionel Richie said. Wasn't he even dancing on the ceiling? He was dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it would be a competing landscape if you had both a TV and a chair mounted light all coming from the ceiling, right? Maybe. So we're able. You know what? This this is actually a great (laughs) conversation. I mean, it sounds boring as hell, but I I mean, honestly, I'm going to end up dropping. I mean, I. Really, they're about when you buy a bunch of them, you can get a, a halfway decent one for three and change. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, but still, you know, a, uh, we're doing eight ops on one. Uh, no, nine ops on one side, four ops on the other, thirteen ops. That's a lot of money. Yep. You could just, I mean, depending on how many staff you have. Yeah. You just use head mounted illumination. So basically what I wanted to say about the Q optics light is the thing that I love about the mount is that I can rotate it from side to side and it's got enough of, of um, rigidity against the mount that I can actually just 
with my with the wrist of my arm, just move the orange curing shield up and down. With my old light, I was getting to the point that I was going to have to, I had to de-glove every time so that I could take my finger and move that orange curing cover over the light so I could keep moving forward. And I was super annoyed with that. So uh, right now, I love the prismatic vision in the Q optics. I can really, I can really appreciate the difference in the visual, um, in the visual visualization. But I also just really love their light. It's great illumination, but the flexibility on the mound is really, really good. So I am a happy customer thus far. Well, it's it's a great point. I have two pairs, one for each of my offices, and then we opened that third practice. And I decided I was going to take an old pair that I had up there. Uh Uh-uh. I actually take one of my Q optics, pack them up, bring them up there. They're just, honestly, they are half the weight with. with That is so true. Half the weight with better vision. And and I'm just like, yeah. um, Honestly, that the one thing, you know, we told you when, when we started this is that we didn't want to be a site that was selling people stuff or or that was seen as very commercial, that the only people that, that we would take on as educational partners are companies that we have vetted, that we have used, that we love, and that other colleagues that we know have, have done the same and have had good experiences with. So, and, and Q Optics is definitely one of those. Companies. The thing that's crazy is how much I, I take for granted or acclimate to annoyances instead of like, I didn't realize what an annoyance my light was on my old set of loops until I had a different light that had different functionality. I just accepted that that light had its annoyances and it was just my problem that I was going to have to deal with. And I wonder now in reflection in my own practice, how many of those annoyances do I deal with on a daily basis where there's just a better, superior product or more innovative or have solved the right problem that just haven't found yet. How, yeah. you know? So to that note, that's it's really interesting you say that because I was always a flip down mm-hmm. loop kind of guy. And the reason is, is that I could never find a through the lens company. And I tried several of them that got it right. The inner pupillary distance, the, I found that I was always adjusting the glasses to make sure that I had the right angle versus the flip downs that I could set to my own parameters. But we all know with flip downs, what's the dirtiest thing in the room? I mean, unless you're degloving, like you said, every time you're flipping up and flipping down, you know, you've got a mess on your hands. Absolutely. So, you know, when when I met the Q Optics people and they said, let us make you a pair through the lens, I think you're going to see this, hmm. no pun intended, you're going to see this a little <laughs> bit differently. And, and, and truly, like these things are perfect and they're light and I have nothing to flip up and down and life is good. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but we have a uh, we have an amazing show because um, we've got a guy that I've been trying to get on the show for some time now. He um, I've known him through Catapult Education and and just seeing him on the road. And he's a fellow educator. He's a consultant. He's been around as long as I have. I was going to say longer than I have, but I didn't want to insult. Don't him. say that. <laughs> 
Never That's an insult can. anymore. Hey, as long, as but, long. But this guy is known to most of the dentists out there as America's technology coach. And he's from uh, my neck of the woods in New Jersey. Dr. Marty Jablo is going to be chatting it up with us um, and talking technology and, and Celerant. And we'll get into all of those topics. He's just an amazing guy. And I'm excited we were finally able to work it out. Uh, time-wise. I think everybody needs to know more about Celerant, and our next guest just so happens to be the Chief Development Officer for Celerant Consulting, the people who give this award away. He also happens to be a managing partner in his dental practice. He also happens to be from my neck of the woods. I grew up in Old Bridge. He's in Woodbridge like literally one on top of the other. Is there a new Late, bridge? What is it? Is there a new bridge? There is not a new bridge. There is an old bridge and there is a wood bridge, but there is not a new bridge. Or a metal But bridge. ladies and gentlemen, this is America's <laughs> technology coach, Marty Jablo. How you doing, Marty? I'm good. Hey, everybody. Hey, Marty. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me in here. I just jumped off a Celerin call um for this year's 2022 best in class so, so for those who don't know will you just tell us a little bit about what Celerin is and maybe uh, the background of Celerin so let's start with that okay so most everybody doesn't know what Celerin consulting is but have known what the Celerin best of class awards are um that's a yearly award that's not voted on. That's that's the the first thing that makes it a little bit different, you know, than every other ones that that are out there. Everybody gets to vote. This isn't about voting. Um, we've been doing this, God, now close to fifteen years, I guess. Um, and what it is is we just select stuff that we think can benefit the dental community. All right. And that's five of us, myself, John Flukey, Paul Feuerstein, Pam Maragliano Muniz, Chris Salerno, Lou Schumann. And we basically, we go. So, so all hacks. Yeah, a bunch of hacks. You know, <laughs> um, you know the, 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 the people who, well, uh, John and Paul have been my lecture partners for many, many years at this point. Too many to talk about. Um, Very well and, known. We just, you know, it, and we just started, it, it loose started this many years ago. And the whole idea was just to find products and technologies that we could give back to the dental community and say, these should work. So with that, it's evolved over time. The actual process is not, it's not a popularity contest. Actually, we go pretty strong at each other going, why, you know, some company or some product is better than the others. And, uh, you know, in the end, we get to some kind of consensus, and then that's how we select the winners. There's no categories, all right? We don't go, okay, we need a software or we need a hardware. Kind of the only two categories right now that we like to pick an item in is cone beam and intraoral scanning, strictly because that seems to be where the market is looking for information. So with that, we do that, and we, you know, we just take it from there. Um, but yeah, there's nobody buying their way in. There's no stuffing a ballot box. There's none of that going on. It's literally five of us in a room going, which one would you buy? How many of those awards do you roughly give out a year? 
usually it's somewhere between 18 and 22. Um, and like I said, then there's some companies that have won a multiple years ongoing. Um, and some of them have dropped out and come back in. Um, but yeah, in order to stay in this, you have to continue to innovate. If you don't yeah. do anything and you just, I mean, listen, there's a lot of products and I, I the, the easiest one I can think of is Velsco. You know, that's the same thing as Kleenex and, and anything else. Everybody, if you were to talk about that, that's what you're measured against. Yeah. Well, they were the winners for a number of years, but once they stopped innovating, that was it. You know, we're not looking for you to rest on your laurels. Okay. It's still going to be the product that we all judge against, but that's probably the best example. So that's kind of what we do. And that's how most people know us. Um, We have this big thing at the ADA where we put on all these lectures and um, I'll give you a little scoop. We're not going to be there this year. But um, that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Um, we've got some new things coming at you. So that was that was a biggie. Um, but, you know, with that, it's again, it's it's being able to help the community in making decisions and purchasing decisions, because one of the things that's really the biggest problem for most dentists is that they're afraid to make a very expensive decision as what they might need. You know, do I buy this cone beam for 50, 60, 75, $100,000 and what's it going to do for me? Right. And it's a big decision, you know, and now with intraoral scanners, I mean, there's a, how many are out there on the market and why mm-hmm. would I select one over another? And those are kind of some of the things that we try and when we get to giving these awards, we're doing it because we'd like to kind of narrow the focus down. And sometimes we'll have multiple scanners or multiple cone beams and that's okay. But it's kind of limit what you need to look at because we've already done the legwork. Yeah. You know, what's good? You know, what's in my office doesn't necessarily work for you, Jeff. Um, But, you know, all of these things are just different. And we, you know, we have to figure that out as to what we're looking for. Um, And that's kind of what we want to do. We want to try and help everybody to make better purchasing decisions, take the fear aspects out. I mean, I have people who occasionally will call my office and ask my staff, what do we use? Okay. Yeah. You're looking at me, you know, like, wow. Oh, absolutely. And they'll call. They don't even want to talk to me. They'll go, what's his, what sensors do you use? Or what's your cone beam? Or what scanner does he use? And they don't even talk to me. Because their answer is, well, I guess if it's good enough for me, then it must be good enough for them. The problem is every piece of technology, you need to start with the important question. What's it going to do for you? Hey, Dinks podcast listeners. You love the sound, but you miss seeing our lovely faces. Be sure and join us on our weekly Facebook Live or on our YouTube channel at Dentist in the Know. We'd love to have you subscribe and Be with us at all times, everywhere. That's right. Yeah. What's it doing for me? And why am I selecting that? And, you know, that's an important one, especially when we're talking about scatters. I'm going to use the perfect example that I always use. If you do Invisalign, you get one choice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if you're doing other things, can you use that scanner? Yes, you can. But I think there's better scanners for other uses if you're not stuck to Invisalign. So with that, 
Um, you know, we just got to see, you know, where that all goes. But that's kind of the, the stuff that I always say. If you're looking for a technology, look for what you need, not for what I need or any of you need or anybody else out there. Ask your friends, ask a KOL like myself, but don't, don't just assume that, you know, this one works for me because it may not work for you. Yeah. So that That's a great point, Marty. And um, I, you know what, I think a lot of people would love because old people like me take for granted when, when you talk about names like Paul Feuerstein and, and, um, and, and Lou um, Schumann and, yeah. and, and, and maybe some of the younger people don't know who these pioneers are. So if, if you don't mind, just take a minute, talk about your relationship to those people and how you all got started working together. Well, okay. So John, Paul, and I go back a long time now, decades. All right. Before the World Wide Web, there was a thing called science.medicine.dentistry. It was a Usenet group. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay. And it was where dentists could exchange. And there were also lay people in this group asking questions. It was a very wild, wild west situation, much more than Dentaltown is. And it's it was just a free-for-all. And then there were things like CompuServe had a dental chat in there and AOL had theirs. But then we all met on a thing called the Internet Dental Forum, which started in the... Which, by the way, I still have an AOL email address. I do not <laughs> use it anymore. It's retired. It's been long retired. Yeah. But I had an RCTPFM. I know. I've emailed you at that. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you this. So from my from my first email address, I never had an AOL address. I never had a CompuServe address. I had a friend of mine who was very involved in, in the Internet early on. I've always had my name in some form or fashion. Uh, my first one was jablo at ORN.com. Now it's my name anyway. I've got multiple email addresses, but um, it goes back a long way. So that's how we all met. Ultimately, John became the tech editor and now is the editor of Dental Products Report. Paul is the, the editor of uh, Dentistry Today. I'm a freelancer, so I get to do whatever I want. Um, and, you know, that's that's how we started. We started lecturing, I think it was, gosh, they, they, the, the story is, is we were in, all in Montreal. I'm guessing this is somewhere 1999, 2000, maybe. Um, John... It was talking and he said, you know, if somebody asked a tech question. Between and by the, the way, I didn't I didn't mention John's full name. John Flukey is who you're yeah. talking about. So, yeah, John Flukey, Paul Feuerstein. And, yeah. And then uh, I'll get to Lou. Yeah. I'll get yeah. to Lou. So so he just said at this meeting we were all at in Montreal, you know, between the three of us, there's not a tech question we can't answer. And that's how we started to get together to lecture. And we've been doing this as People call us the three amigos. They call us a whole bunch of things. But, um, you know, we've been together for a long time. We took a break, although we still would do things together. Um, but the band is back together and we're taking it out <laughs> on the road. And we're back in L.A. at the end at the Van Nuys uh, uh, or San Fernando Valley Dental Society at the end of June. So that may not have been publicized yet, but the, but the three of us are going to do a lecture, put the band back together. There's a couple more that may be happening too, just because at this point we want to do it because it's fun. 
Um, Lou Schumann, we joined with Lou with the start of Best of Class, like about, I guess, 15 years ago. I don't even know exactly. Um, and Lou was the, Lou's an orthodontist by trade, but um, Lou had then gone on to be. So he uh, didn't work. Yeah, I mean, you know, the question is. He doesn't is, even know where the glove box is. You know, but <laughs> the question really is, is an orthodontist a dentist? You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. they don't pick up a hand. They piece, have you know? excellent phone skills. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, but, so Lou wound up, um, he worked for a whole bunch of different companies, Invisalign. He helped bring um, Invisalign to the GP market, Okay. Um, he then became president of Pride, which is a practice management company. And the awards originally were the Pride Best of Class Awards. Um, and then um, Lou left Pride and um, Amy Morgan took over. And then um, Lou then started Cellarin Consulting, which I guess is about six years ago. And Cellarin Consulting, at this point, it's a what we do is we help all different kinds of companies from incubator startups all the way up to the big boys, all right? So from nothing to billions. Um, and, you know, we do a lot of different things everywhere from product development, education, marketing. We kind of help them grow whatever business they're looking to do. So that's that's kind of the Celerant thing. And then, you know, we've got offshoots of all different things, different projects that everybody's working on, some in combination together, um, some that are, you know, a little bit different. What what other consulting do you do? Do you do any other consulting besides that? How much of your time are you spending in your practice in Woodbridge versus the time you're spending with Celerant and lecturing? So, you know, that that comes in different waves. I mean, I'm a full-time practicing dentist, all right? I work 32 hours on a normal week um, treating patients. I mean, I work Monday through Thursday, and now I take off long weekends. Um, but, you know, so so I, I'm, I'm a wet-glove dentist just like everybody else. I mean, I'm in the trenches. I use the materials that I use. I, I test materials for lots of different companies. There's always boxes and boxes of stuff that's mm -hmm. sitting on my desk. I mean... Um, right now, we're going through a whole bunch of Infinix uh, composites and bonding agents, which is the new antimicrobial one. Um, I was involved in, with that for quite a while already prior to uh, it's getting FDA and coming to market. Um, but with that, you know, so so there's there's kind of this big overlap that I call it because a lot of the stuff to be relevant and talk about, you got to use it. I mean, do. Yeah, yeah. I hate somebody who gets up on a podium and talks about something, but never used the stuff or used it once. You know, and I go back to a story. This is the first KOL event I was ever at. And I didn't know why I was invited. All right. It was an anesthesia event. And I'm there with, uh, with Stan Malmed and all this other stuff. And I'm going, these are the guys that wrote the books. Why am I here? Well, the, the, the windup was that I had been using the product for about six months. I had more experience using the product than everybody else in that room because they had only looked at it for two weeks. And so all of a sudden I went from why am I here to I know why I'm here. Yeah. And my opinion mattered, even though I was I was in awe. I mean, these are the people who wrote the textbooks that I was 
you know, looking at and anesthesia. So, you know, with that, so over the course of these, whatever, 20 something years, um, you know, I've been in a lot of product development and that works in my office. So there's a big overlap. I call it lunchtime is usually where I'm talking to some client. All right. The clients are not, are not dentists. I mean, I don't take on dentists as a client. I mean, if somebody wants information on something or can, I can help them, I'm happy to take, to spend a few minutes with a colleague, but I'm not coming in your office and saying, let's do a techno, techno makeover. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. It's not cost effective for anybody. Um, but so I do that. I'm out. I, I've cut back the lecturing portion of what I do significantly. Um, after COVID, I said, why am I on the road? Mm-hmm. Why am I getting out on the road and well, doing a whole Literally, I saw you more times in airports and at other locations that like I'd I used to bump into you everywhere and we're like, gosh, this is getting kind of crazy now, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, you know, so there was that always on the road thing. And, you know, when, if you're on the road, you realize that it's, it's not glamorous Mm -hmm. and it's how quickly can I get home? I mean, you know, I leave Thursday night lecture Friday and hopefully I, depending on where I am in the country, I can get on a Friday night flight and get home at one o'clock in the morning. Um, and sometimes you can't, but you know, that's, so that started to seem getting old and I wanted to do more of what I call fun travel. All right. And so I've been doing a little bit more of that. Um, but with that, I still keep the consulting thing going. Um, you know, that depends on how many clients or what we're looking to do at any given time. Um, I'll still do webinars. Those are easy. I don't have to go anywhere. And if I can cut the, you know, cut the video, I can do it, you know, in shorts and a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so, you know, those are always things that, that I look at. It's different. I'll write an article. I've been writing articles for 20 years again. You know, some of this stuff is different. And you know, at this point, I'm the dinosaur. I'm yeah, the old You're guy. not a dinosaur. And one of the things that, that I appreciate about you the most, and one of the things that, that made me have so much respect for you is you are that guy that will research the material before you get up and stand on a podium and talk about it. Like I used to see you everywhere, but we were both very much in, in, in that same category of people that like, you're not just going to pay me to talk about this. I'm going to vet it first. No, I got to use it because if I can't stand behind my words, then it's not worth saying the words. Um, I know plenty of people in this business who've done that for their lifetime of lecturing. Um, and some of them are very good and they disclose it. And some of them don't say a word. Yeah. So you're right. You know, but that's, that's why I wanted you on the show so much is because yeah. I know that about you. Like I know yeah. that those packs on your desk, you're using them before you'll ever talk about them. And then right. You actually have a good say in the voting for the best in class. So I'll tell you a good story. Um, We all probably know Sonicville. All right. So when that was when Ron Jackson was developing along with Kerr, Sonicville, I remember playing with the first iteration of it. And I said, oh, my God, this thing is so bad. It will (laughs) never work. I can't imagine anybody buying it. And it's a waste of everybody's time. Okay. Jump to the next year and I'm going, 
this ain't so bad. You know, jump to the third year and it's released and I'm going, this is pretty cool. It's working. It does what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, you, you got to keep that open mind because just because I may see something in a product development stage doesn't mean it doesn't, it ends there. Mm-hmm. And the usual problem is that engineers design things, but then the dentist comes in at the end. Yeah. And the button's in the wrong place and the thing doesn't work the way you want it. Or, and, and that's because they, the, at that point, they committed too much R&D to what it is and they, they can't go backwards. Whereas that's why we try with clients to say, hey, if we're going to do this product development and R&D, first of all, we need to be involved at the beginning, not the end. And then the job is, can we break it? Yeah. Hey, Jeff, apparently it's come to our attention that you and I suck at the news. Yeah, Chad, um, I've actually kind of known that for a while. And and that's why what we've had to do is give people more of what they really deserve, which is more JB. So we actually have a segment now called News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. In fact, I like the idea of JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So stay tuned for that. It's its own podcast. I'm really excited about it. And guess what? There's no Chad and Jeff. All right. Are we, or there's times I talk about playing with software. We go in the sandbox and can we find the bugs? How much can we beat on the software and find the issues that we need to find so that the company then can go fix them? And that's the kind of, you know, product development that, that I do and have done both myself and with Paul and John over the years. And, you know, we get a kick out of doing it. It's fun. It's, 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 it's a good thing to do. So, you know, in terms of time, it all depends on any given project at any point. Um, right now I've been out on the road a bit. Um, but you know, that's, that'll come to the end in the summer. Cause as Jeff, you know, I'm going to be on the beach in the summer. Okay. There you go. I live at the beach, so I need to be at the beach. I don't want to go any place. I don't have to, I may take a week's vacation, but I'm not going out on the road if I don't have to. Um, during the summer, and that'll pick all, up. Again. All the Jersey guys, all, Jersey people want to know, Belmar, Manasquan? Neither. Which is I, it? Well, I happen to live in Seabright, and I walk across Seabright, okay. Okay. Um, I don't go, I don't anymore normally go south of Asbury Park. Um, <laughs> because... I don't need to go south of Asbury Park. No, as as growing up in Central Jersey, I was a Belmar guy um, and spent many days in Belmar. But as of now, and I did spend many nights in Asbury Park, even when it wasn't a good place to be. Um, yeah. But um, and I went through from the late seventies through current, and I've seen the changes. But yeah, no. So uh, you know, and, and I haven't been there in a long time, but I I have a few weeks from Seaside Heights and and uh, and Wildwood that that have escaped my memory and probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I got lots of stories, but yeah, we'll keep those for another I, time. I actually still have a crop. T-shirt from Wildwood, <laughs> you know, Wildwood, yeah, now, 1983, say, where it, it comes you know, up where a it would now show my, yeah, now it would show my beer belly. 
It wasn't originally a crop top. No. <laughs> that was a full-length T-shirt. Yeah, it was a full-length T-shirt. It just got, now it doesn't quite make it. Now no, in top. New Jersey, you you bought them as crop shirts, too. <laughs> like, this was a thing. It yeah. was a thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marty, where are you going to be? Are you going to be anywhere cool next? Are you doing any good lectures anytime soon or well, anything next, you should be looking for? Next lecture is going to be in California, LLA, San Fernando Valley Society, end of June. It's their first in-person meeting in two and a half years, I guess. Wow. Um, you know, so, but I'll be doing that with John and Paul. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. And so if you're out in California and LA, might as well come see us. Um, after that, I'm trying to think, um, I just booked one for Philadelphia in April of next year. Um, so I, but that hasn't been put together yet. So it was just, can you do the date yet? I may draw and bring a few, as I said, is it okay if I bring friends? And their answer is, yeah, bring anybody you want. Um, because you know, that's kind of the thing that I always have gone out with is that it's more fun to do it with other people Absolutely. Than it is for me to stand up there and do it all by myself. Um, I just did a couple of months ago, I did a night lecture, you know, for a local dental society. And I was like, what? I haven't done a night lecture in forever. I mean, that goes back to early in my career where that was you know, it was a big deal. I mean, somebody asked me to speak. Um, and then I'm still you know, okay with it if they feed you drinks. Yeah, well, you know, it, I, you got to drive home. That's the problem. Um, but it was it was just like different because I hadn't done it in so long. Um, it, I had done a full day for those guys a while back, and they asked me to come do a, an, an evening one for like an update. And so it was a lot of fun. But, you know, again been doing it a long time you know yeah. i mean it's it's not anything new um you know i I've, I've lectured around the world internationally and you know that's been fun um uh, but it's interesting that if you had asked me at a dental school you know what was this something i thought i'd be doing the answer was absolutely not mm -hmm. in fact the, the the biggest joke i usually tell is um, the last dental materials lecture I thought I'd ever be at was in dental school. <laughs> All right? <Not> the truth. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there going, I do lectures on dental materials. This is crazy. That's funny. And and yes, I do. You know, whether it depending on what it is, and you know, it's it is what it is, and it's it's just pretty funny to me that I would think about, oh, how did how many how are the diamonds lined up on a burr, or how is you know, what's the shrinkage rate of this composite? And, you know, never in a million years did I think that that would be, uh, you know, something I'd be doing, that I'd be out lecturing. But here it is 20 plus years later and I do it. So, well, you know, it's Marty, fun. You're, you're doing, you're still doing a great job at it. JB, you have anything else for Marty? No, I, I think this is great. I think as a dental consumer, where can we find a lot of your product reviews and, and feedback? Well, there's not, we don't do reviews. All right. Yeah. I don't review. I, I used to do reviews years ago for like, I was part of uh, uh, Catapult for a while and I was part of some other things, but you know, we don't do reviews. Um, you want reviews? There's plenty of them out there. In fact, now the easiest way to find a review is post something in a Facebook group. And then start the battle, 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I always look at it as kind of like, you know, WWE at that point. Um, but with that, you know, it's, it's, you'll see me in magazines, you'll see me in, on, on webinars and things like that. But, you know, I, I tell people it's really about learning yourself. Right. It's about figuring out what works for you and how you get there. It's kind of like part of that journey. And, you know, if you've got associates, you know what I'm talking about. You know, they you come in and they, they don't know a lot, you know, and then you watch them grow over time. Well, you know, all of us, no matter how many years we've been practicing and I've got the gray hair now to prove it, um, is that you still keep growing. What's the new material? And so one of the things that I like to talk about is that there isn't a single procedure that I start doing any single one the way I was taught in dental school. All right. I don't. I've got other techniques. I've got that. other materials. I've got other you know pieces of equipment. So I don't do that. And then why? You know, when when you hear people go, well, that's what I was taught in dental school. OK, that's one thing if you're out two or three years. It's another when you're at 25 years. And, you know, I still see people who are afraid to jump into technology, um, especially, like you know, things like, I mean, it took forever for people to totally convert to digital radiography. And we're still not at 100%, by the way, at this point. We're in the high 90s. So, you know, that's good. We're seeing a quick ad 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 adoption of, you know, intraoral scanning, but what we're not finding is people figuring out the new things to do with it. The things that were impossible are now possible. Mm -hmm. Who visit dentures, you know, printing dentures. Um, you know, that one of the things that no one did well, I don't care what technique you ever used, which was how did you retrofit a partial, a crown to a partial, okay? Back in the old days, I don't care what thing you did. It took forever to adjust it. It never was right. It was probably easier to make a new partial. Well, now guess what? I can digitally scan it and drop the thing in. And maybe I got to tweak the clasp. That was impossible. There's a lot of things that we're doing digitally now that just were. Here, another example. I had a woman the other day. Um, I hadn't seen her in a long time because she had moved. She moved back to the area and she comes in and she says, I've had three dentures made since this one that you made 15 years ago and none of them were any good. So I said to her, I said, okay, I can duplicate that now. Mm -hmm. I can make an exact duplicate of it. I never could do that. Mm -hmm. I scanned, I yeah. scanned the denture, sent it to the lab. They printed it out and there you go. And so, yeah. you know, the impossible is just impossible for now. It's not well, can it be done. It's when will it be done? Yeah. Well, Marty, we uh, we're actually a little bit over on time. Okay. But, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on, and and you know your your passion absolutely comes through. Your um, your candor, your uh, you know. It's obvious that you love our profession and that that you bring honesty to everything that you do. So I, for one, appreciate that. I know everyone out there really appreciates it. And thanks for everything that you've done for dentistry and for education and 
And um, I can go on and on, but um, it, you're really someone I admire and, and, and I appreciate you coming on tonight. Well, thank you. And if there's any time you want to do something different, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And maybe one day when I'm actually going to retire. All right. None of us do- are retiring. Well, no, 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 no. That's what I, when it, when I get to the point where I don't give a, okay, fill in the blank. That's when you go no holds barred and you can actually say everything that you want to do. You know, I can tell you about what my thoughts are of this organization or that, because I got nothing to worry about at that point. (laughs) You know, I mean, we all have those biases, but, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. And I thank you for having me tonight. And I enjoyed the the few minutes we got to spend. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Great to see you, Marty. Have a good night, buddy. Good seeing you. Bye now. Be well. And that wraps up another podcast for Dentists in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, remember that we've got a great profession. So let's make it a great day, Dinks. Hey, Dinks. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast today. Remember to rate and review your favorite podcast. Subscribe and enjoy what you like or it goes away.